Hey everybody, welcome to Season 1, Episode 2 of the Same Difference Podcast, where we aim to help people see each other as brothers and sisters in an increasingly polarized world. I'm Brennan, and I'm joined by my co-host Jeff. Hello everyone. And we are really excited to be back for Episode 2. We yeah, had a lot definitely. of fun. Yeah, we had a lot of fun on episode one, and for a couple of rookies who've never done any podcasting <laughs> or any kind of like professional recording or anything like that, I think it went pretty well, wouldn't you say? I, I hope so. I, I hope so. <laughs> I think it went well. You know, I hope the audience thinks the same. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. You guys can be the judge and <laughs> yeah. tell us. But anyway, but hey, I, you know, our our wives were encouraging. Right? They thought it wasn't too bad. Yeah, so. yeah that's always a good thing. Yeah, that's a good sign. <laughs> So I think uh, if you guys didn't have a chance to check out uh, episode one, definitely encourage you, please take a look at it, take a listen to it. As a quick recap, we did talk about introspect in episode one. So we covered how to counter much of the division caused by differences. And you do that by starting to adjust the lens that you view the world. We talked about being aware um, that there are many kinds of biases that Try to and try to spark awareness of your own conscious or unconscious bias. And we mainly focused on trying to aim to see past all the differences and embrace the abundant commonalities. That's our general theme about this um, this podcast. Yeah, yeah. And that, that idea of introspect was a really important one. I think it was a good place to start. So that leads us to today. So our mm. episode title today is Listen. So I've got a quote for you. Mm. Uh, when you talk, you are o- you are only repeating what you already know. But if you listen, you may learn something new. And that's from the that's from the Dalai Lama. That's a really good one, Brendan, honestly. I mean, it, it's important, you know, to try to understand about listening. There's, there's importance as well as value behind listening. So if we start with importance, first of all, I think it's ubiquitous. That's the key point of, of all. It, meaning that good listening is something you can do with everyone you encounter, your friends, your family, significant others, especially new people in your life. And even yourself at times. In addition to that, listening is so much more than just hearing. It's what happens when we not only open our ears, but also our minds and sometimes our hearts to another person. It sparks a connection with others. Yeah. And, you know, as you're saying that, I'm just thinking, you know, when there's like an emergency of some kind, like you hear some kind of a sound like a scream or a crash, we don't just hear that. We listen. Mm. All of our attention, our energy goes into listening for what's next. Oh, there's a crash. What's what? What does that mean? What happened? <laughs> right. right. Exactly. But what, yeah, what if? Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I say, like, what? What if we did that? What if we did that with our conversations with others? We really just focus all that energy and attention to what other people were saying, not in an emergency. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and and what I was going to say is, I think that leads to exactly what we're going with this discussion is about kind of the practical benefits. You know, listening, listening, as I mentioned before, it has the the value point of view. Good listening has practical benefits, social benefits, as well as it's important from a personal development point of view. Mm-hmm, so absolutely. If we ex- let me explain like the practical benefits uh, to everyone, to the audience. And I think the practical or practically good listening comes from us or helps us to connect to the world as a whole. Um, we can understand our responsibilities. For example, students or employees we can't do well if we don't pay attention to instructions. It can result in us getting into trouble, breaking rules, missing the mark on requests from those who previously explained. So right. practically, listening has a benefit for us to kind of st- meet the mark or stay or hear some alarm. Or, or as Brendan mentioned, the example before, like practically, it makes sense for us to listen in some situations. But from a social point of view, being a good listener is important 
for the quality of our relationships. Being a good yeah. listener fosters kind of a meaningful relationship with those around you, which increases the connection of that relationship. Oh, sorry, Brendan, go ahead. No, yeah, I, I was just going to say, I, mm. as I think back um, throughout my life, mm. the uh, the people that I really loved spending the most time with are the people who really were the best listeners. They're the mm. ones who listened. They continued to ask me questions and that I could really tell that they were interested in right. listening to what I was saying. And it made me feel like I was a valuable addition to their life. And they made me feel like, you know, what I was, what I was about was important. So I think right. that really that listening does, like you said, it really does foster a meaningful relationship between people. Yeah. It increases the connection and the connection of the relationship. And so I think the final point for listening I, I wanted to mention was about the personal development point of view. Listening to others and listening well is important because it allows you to expand your horizon. As pointed out in the quote you mentioned before, Brendan, above, is we don't learn things from what we have to say. We learn from what others have to say. Mm. So if we look at it like this, we, we approach the world or we have our own world, our own little bubble, if you will, filled with our own thoughts, our own ideas, our own opinions, our own values, experiences. So collectively, these make up our horizon. So one of the best ways to expand your horizon is to expose yourself to others' ideas, thoughts, opinions, values, and experiences. We do this by opening our ears, our minds to them. We do this by listening. So yeah. I, I think one example that I have for this is that I've expanded my horizon is, um, I think Brendan mentioned before in the previous, uh, in uh, episode one that, you know, we both had the experience to live in Japan and, um, being in Japan, you know, you meet a lot of good people you meet a lot of people that you want to connect with. And, um, you already have like some, uh, set opinion or some set value or thoughts about, you know, how things will go. I was invited to dinner to, uh, one of the, uh, one of my Japanese coworkers house. And, you know, being a black man with my black family and all this, you know, we already have like this general idea about, you know, how dinner should go. But we had no idea, like, what is it going to be like to go and have dinner, you know, with this Japanese family. And I think bringing my family over there, kind of seeing how they um, how the dinner went. Overall, we learned a lot being there from from my youngest kids, my wife, myself. And it was a great experience overall. And, and I think that's what our intention here today is to encourage people to step outside and uh, experience things differently and start listening. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, that's, a, I could, I could echo what you said too. I mean, like living in a, another country is one thing, but taking that and taking that same mindset of listening and being open to things is really important in our everyday mm -hmm. lives too. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, Jeff, you did a great job of telling us about why listening is so important. And it really is in today's very divisive world and listening to people on the other side of whatever divide you're looking at, be it mm. racial, political, ethnic, religious, mm. you know, socioeconomic standing, or just simply being two different human beings, mm. listening will help you bridge the gap. So how do we listen? Well, that's the next question. Mm. So the, for, we're going to take the rest of the episode and uh, talk about some tips for better listening. So the first one that I'm going to start with is learning to ask good questions. So as with anything, learning to get better and be better at asking questions takes repetition. Mm. You know, if you don't feel comfortable with it, just start by asking more questions, mm. simple right. in simple ways. But the more you do it, the more comfortable you become. And by sheer volume of questions, you will end up listening a lot more. 
you know, sometimes those questions, if you ask strange questions, you may get strange answers, but you'll be listening and you can give that as a feedback <laughs> loop and say, Hey, eh, that wasn't a very good question. But anyway, you're going to listen more. Mm. Um, another, another thing to help us with kind of questions is it's, it's a good idea or helpful sometimes to think about what it is that you're trying to get out of a conversation, any mm. conversation you have just to be thoughtful. So um, in some reading that I've done, there's a couple different, there's lots of different ways you can do this. But one way of looking at conversations is you can kind of categorize those conversations a little bit into two different, two different categories. Mm. On one end of the spectrum, they can be, conversations can be competitive, meaning you're seeking to uncover some kind of sensitive information or might be mostly focused on some self-interest for you or a group that you represent. Oh, sounds like a spy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It sounds, it sounds like the, something very serious, right? <laughs> or on the other end of the spectrum, cooperative conversations, mm-hmm. you know, where you're trying to build a relationship, you're trying to accomplish something together. Mm. That's that, that feels very, you know, it feels very, uh, you know, butterflies and rainbows, very good, like very, you know, <laughs> right. make you feel good. Right. But truth of the matter is every, no conversation is purely one or the other. Mm-hmm. Usually it's some combination. There's a continuum in between. And quite honestly, it's good to keep in mind that neither cooperative nor competitive conversations are good or bad inherently, mm. right? And, and like a competitive conversation could be if you're sitting in a city council meeting and you are trying to discuss and gain agreement with the, with the council members on how to allocate scarce funds to a mm. project that you feel like will benefit your community. Oh, that's I mean, a if really it's, good example. That's yeah, I mean, good. if you feel like it's respectfully done and mm. it's, you know, you're truly listening to others, mm. that's a really good thing, right? You're trying to uncover information. You're focused on, you know, the interest of a group that you represent, right? That's mm. a good thing. Mm. Really good. Now, on the other hand, you could have a cooperative conversation that's focused around, you know, you and a colleague trying to swindle people out of their money. <laughs> and and for the record, that's, you know, no matter how respectful you are in that conversation, it's still a really bad idea. So don't do that. <laughs> um, so my point is, it, it's they're neither good nor bad. But getting back to the point of asking questions. Let's focus on cooperative conversations. If you're in a cooperative conversation, you're really trying to build bridges and and learn something and trying to build a relationship. How do you ask good questions? So first, you can start by asking less sensitive questions first to build rapport with people. Mm. Secret that I'll tell you, this is why people talk about the weather. Mm. This is why people (laughs) talk about obvious stuff that's very, very like... Maybe maybe seems silly, right? Yeah, but you're not stepping on any toes or anything there, right? That's right. That's right. It's not sensitive to most people, mm-hmm. right? You can look for you can look for visible things that you have in common and start by asking questions related to that. Oh, hey, you know how you know? I see you have a family, or you know, <laughs> hey, I I just saw you got off the bus. How do you like riding the bus? I mean, like it could be anything, right? Just mm-hmm. very very simple things, right? Uh, another tip. Ask open-ended questions. If you really want to listen, ask a question that requires explanation. So questions about what people think or feel are particularly good for this. Like, what did you think about the boss's comments in that last meeting? Or mm. how do you feel about that thing that happened in the news? Or, you know, it, it, it requires somebody to respond with more than just a yes or no. Mm-hmm. The last thing I'll say about this is if you get comfortable enough in that kind of a cooperative conversation with somebody to ask a tough question... Um, frame it from a negative perspective. Now it sounds kind of counterintuitive. You say, oh, we should always be positive, right? But in this case, it actually really has been shown to be helpful. So for example, hey, we've really experienced some tough times in our city this year, haven't we, right? Or last week's news was really tough to listen to, wasn't it? 
that, that kind of a question elicits a response. I mean, people are very likely to say, oh yeah, I totally agree with you. Or, well, you know what? Actually, I don't think, I don't feel the same. And then you can, then you can actually have some meaningful conversation. Yeah, I agree. And I think as you, as you kind of walk through these and you think about the, the questions you want to ask as you're listening, if you really get stumped and you don't have a specific question, but you are listening intently, always you can fall back on the phrase, can you please tell me more? It's mm. a simple phrase. It's, it's one of those things like when you're told, listen by someone, most often you think, oh, I need to hear this, right? But this, the key is to have a great engagement without being told. So yeah. this is done by active listening. So there's both passive and active listening. Passive listening is more of a one-way communication where the receiver doesn't provide feedback or ask questions. It may or may not understand the sender's message, but they're, they're there. Like, example, it's not necessarily a bad thing. For example, in a classroom setting, the, the instructor is giving instructions and then someone's just, you know, listening, you're paying attention, but you're not responding per se. You're not just, hey, amen. You're not yelling yeah. to instructor. <laughs> so it's, it's a classroom setting, right? So you're, but you're passively listening. But then another case of passive listening could be like this unattentive kid who's just playing on their cell phone and, you know, you're talking to them, but you, you can't tell, are they li really understanding what you're saying? Or are they taking it in? Or are they like engaged in what they're doing? So passive listening, not, ne mm. not necessarily good nor bad. Yeah. On the other hand, active listening, it's, it's a conscious effort. It includes response, which demonstrates that you understand what the person is trying to tell you. Active listening demands empathy, effort, attention. It honestly, it requires lots of practice. It's it's one thing to simply acknowledge what another person's saying, but it's a different thing altogether to process it, relate to it, and completely understand it. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to go back to the example of living in Japan for a minute, mm. but you know, this is something that Jeff and I shared. But culturally, the Japanese are masters at active listening. Mm. I, I don't know how to how to explain it better <laughs> than that. They really are. For most Americans. Um, it can be a little jarring at first, actually, but in conversation, you know, Japanese people will often make acknowledging sounds and, you know, indicators while another person's speaking like, mm, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, mm, like it just right. kind of these kind of, mm. you know, sounds like, <laughs> so, mm. right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of that, that they're, they're very actively listening, mm. but it's really to signify to that other person that they are listening and they're comprehending what you're saying. And oftentimes on top of that, when I'm in a conversation with my Japanese friends and counterparts, They'll summarize and restate with phrases like, so what you mean is this, or in other words, this, right? It's, it's, it's amazing to me how, like, how culturally ingrained that seems to be. You, you know, Brendan, that's a really, really good example because that's one trick that I've learned is to consciously summarize what I've just heard. Like listen to any corrections or misinterpret it. If I did misinterpret anything, and then once I clearly got it, you, then you can follow it up again with the phrase, can you tell me more? <laughs> yeah, and, and for the for the record, for the audience, Jeff is actually really good at this. So. <laughs> yeah. he, he practices what he preaches. You know, like my we, we came, my wife and I, we went to this um, kind of this couple's uh, retreat or this couple's kind of uh, thing. And one of the speakers at the couple's retreat, they were telling us, you know, about this listening to your partner and paying attention. And they said, you know, use the phrase, can you tell me more? And so I was thinking, oh, that's really interesting or that's kind of silly. Do I use that? So my wife is like, she's telling me about her experience at the grocery store and you know, someone <laughs> like hit her foot with the card or something. And, you know, then I interject with, oh, 
Interesting. So you, she hit your foot with the car and then she kept going. Can you tell me more? <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> so it, it became like a running joke in our family. But at the same time, it's really effective, honestly. If you use it properly, if you're able to kind of um, uh, put it into place, it's a really good um, uh, tool. So two points as we just kind of talk through. You accurately reflect back the person, what's been said. You show what you, that you've been listening and not just hearing. And that you genuinely understand the feelings or message that they are trying to convey. That's the mm. point number one. Yep. And then the next one is you follow up uh, with a requ request to hear more. It reinforces to that person that you care and you're interested in what they're saying. These two techniques reduce the chance of miscommunication. It helps to build trust, respect, and it creates an environment that allows you to have a better chance of truly understanding the person and their situation. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so the next piece I want to talk about is learning to withhold judgment. Mm. So this, this is, this is very easy for us to do in our regular human way. Right. Mm. So for those who, once again, for those who listened to episode one, you might remember our conversation about bias. So judging a situation just like bias, you know, as you know, it, it kind of, it can be a good thing and it's a natural part of being a human being quite honestly. Um, but learning to withhold that judgment a little bit before you really kind of settle in on what, what really you're, what really is going on or what, what you think of another person is really important. Mm. So, uh, Dan Rockwell in his, uh, leadership freak blog gave us five tips about withholding judgment. Cause it can be really hard to do it. it like I said, it's very natural to do it, but mm. he gave some really good tips and I've kind of adapted it a little bit here for our conversation, um, to be a little more general than rather than focus on just leadership. But I want to talk through these a little bit because they're so good. The first tip that he gave was to consider several options before making choices or conclusions. Mm. Now he kind of gave a magic number of four, right? Give give yourself four options before you really settle in on what the what the what the correct option is or what the final conclusion is. Now in everyday conversation, things move rapidly. You may not be able to come up with four different options to something. Mm. But for example, if I'm if I'm having a conversation with somebody or I run into somebody and somebody says uh, I don't like white people. Ooh. It's, it's, <laughs> I could see that it's very hurtful, right? <laughs> it would be very easy for me to make a judgment and say, well, this person's racist, mm. right? But what I need to do is not be judgmental, hold, withhold my judgment and think about the options here. Well, maybe this person, this person may have had some really bad experiences dealing with white people. This may, this person may have been conditioned, you know, conditioned through how they were raised or where they came from to be afraid of white people, you know, or whatever it might be. I have no idea what this, where this person came from. Right. So before judging them as a racist and thinking they're just a bad person at the core, mm. I need to take a step back and say, okay, I got to withhold this judgment and think about what are, what are the alternatives here? Mm. Mm. Um, second, second tip that Dan gives is to keep a curious mind and, you know, curiosity tends to get lost as we get older, but I think curiosity, because it's, it is a little more unnatural for adults. It's even more important to focus on it. So if you feel yourself thinking that you know the answer or you're not so curious, you know, think of your favorite toddler who's, you know, curiously exploring the world mm. or think of Curious George, the cartoon character. I mean, Curious George got into trouble, but he was looking at everything. He was really mm. curious about how everything worked. And as I'm saying this, I'm reminded of my son <laughs> who, when he was younger, it was so funny. We would go to 
um, we would go to an amusement park or to a county fair or something like that and put him on like a ride, like one of those carnival rides. And like immediately what he would do is he would like lean out the side and look mm. under like the undercarriage of whatever the car or whatever the thing that we put him in, he would be trying to figure out how this thing works. So half the, half the time he's not like laughing and, and enjoying himself with the other kids. He's trying to figure out how this thing worked because he was so curious about things. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I look back at that and say, I can learn a lot from that attitude. Mm. So summarize that one, be a learn it all rather than a know it all. That's third tip i like that yeah learn it all rather than know it all yeah i, I don't think we hear that one it's like <laughs> you're such a learn it all i mean like I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, nobody ever tells me that but, <laughs> but the, the third tip is to gag your inner judge hmm. so if you if you notice yourself making a hasty judgment take a breath lean back and going back to what you said earlier jeff use the phrase tell me more hmm. right that that can be a way to kind of reset if you find yourself being judgmental the fourth tip is this very small one. Use the word and, and avoid the word but. So I'm going to give you a phrase, and I'm going to change this word, and I'll see what you think. That's fine, but I really don't get it. Now, I don't know about you, but if, if that was the response that I got from somebody after sharing something important to me, that would really show up, shut yeah. off the flow of conversation. Yeah, it like negates everything else that they said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that little, that but right there yeah. really makes a big difference. Um, but if I say, that's, yeah, that's fine. And I, I still really don't get it. Mm. Th there's mm. an implicit add on of tell me more and mm. like looking for an opportunity to learn and like say, I don't understand, but I want to, right? That's true. So that, that and is really important. So the fifth tip that we have from Dan Rockwell is, <clears throat> excuse me, go with before going against. So as the saying goes, you can't know someone until you have walked a mile in their shoes. Now, I totally understand that that would be ideal. I would love to be one of those guys that says, well, I spent, Hey, I spent a week living in a homeless community and understand how they, how, what, what goes on, what all the struggles are. Mm -hmm. Or I spent a year, you know, crossing the deserts of Mongolia with a nomadic tribe. And now I understand exactly how they live. It, most, most people don't have those opportunities. Mm -hmm. If you have those opportunities and you can take advantage of them, by all means do it. You can walk a mile or 10,000 miles in those same <laughs> shoes. But if you don't have that opportunity, listening and going with somebody in, in, in your mind and as you listen is important. So if you can't walk in the shoes, listen to how those shoes feel on that person's feet. Where do the blisters form? Listen to how annoying it is when the laces come undone. Yep. And rather than telling them and th or thinking in your mind that they should just get new shoes, listen to how the shoes feel. And that'll go a long way to help you understand and to build rapport and to really build a connection that wasn't there before. Yeah, that, that's a really powerful message, Brendan, because I think as you try to go through and, and suppress that, you know, that rebuttal mindset, if you will, I think other tips that you can do if you are able to utilize those effectively is try to establish a common starting point as well. Mm. Like in, in a relationship, be it your marriage or whatever, the starting point could be that you both love each other. In an employment situation, the starting point could be that you both need to solve a problem or complete a project. Yep. Kind of that shared truth will allow you to look both in the same direction. You can mm -hmm. lower your guard and keep in mind that your goal is to have a better understanding, not to kind of impose your own point of view. So if you can do, like if you can let the person know you understand their position, Take advantage of every agreement, even no matter how small they are. Every time you highlight those points of contact, 
you break the barriers between the you and I, and you create a shared communication space that facilitates understanding and and, and back to that con- concept of a stronger connection. Yeah, I love that. I, I, I think that that idea is it's, it could be hard to keep yourself from thinking about what to say next, but mm. if you can really quiet that part of your mind, I agree. It really right. makes a big difference. So, right. all right. So we've, we've covered a lot of ground really fast. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's summarize this. So what do we talk about today? So Jeff, at the top of the, at the top of the episode, you really gave us a good sense for why good listening is so vital to your learning and development and really making yourself a better part of the society you live in. It really is important. And even if we understand that, that's great. But the question still remains, how do I do that? How do mm. I, how do I listen better? Mm-hmm. So here's some tips we covered learning to ask good questions, learning to use the phrase. Can you please tell me more mm. <laughs> <Right. laughs> learning to hold withhold judgment and learning to stop generating responses and rebuttals in your mind. Mm. So in summary, I've got another simple, a simple saying here for you, but remember that you have two ears and one mouth and you are biologically designed to listen twice as much as you talk. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So we, what we want to do is we want to challenge, challenge you. So apply these practices with someone outside of your normal circle, outside of your bubble. Focus on connecting with someone different and new. That's kind of the key point. Effective listening offers you many benefits as we talked today. And also encourages the speaker to feel valued as well. Mm. So what I'd like to say is overall, thanks again for listening to the Same Difference podcast. Remember, listening connects us to others and connectedness is a key to seeing others as similar rather than different. We hope you'll think deeply, look inside, get out of your comfort zone and be a kinder, more open version of yourself. You need it and the world needs it. Thanks again. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, everybody. Yep. Awesome. Yeah.